0: Welcome aboard, everyone, to Hope Radio. So happy to be with you today. Beginning of another program and a great series. I really like this series. I hope you like it. It's called You Are Beautiful. And you know, in the eyes of God, you are. And because we're going to see today, God loves beauty, He really does. Everything He made is beautiful. Today, we're gonna talk about the crown of beauty. Do you have that crown? Oh, what is it? How do you get it? I want one. How do you get the crown of beauty? Today, I'm gonna tell you, you can have this crown. Everybody won't get it, but you can. If you do the right thing, you can get it. See, our God is a God loves beauty. He really does. In nature, he's created beauty. I mean, countless colorful flowers. I mean, do you ever stop and think of all the different types of flowers that there are? Incredible. The, The precise detail in every one. You know, even in the world of insects, he's created beauty. Now, you might not like all insects. I don't. But, If you just think of the butterfly, (laughs) incredible creature. In the world of humans, he's created beauty. Beautiful people all over the world created in the image of God. That's what he's done. So I would say that God loves beauty. And because he loves beauty, and we are his bride, he wants to make us beautiful. He does. He loves beauty, Where is his bride, so he wants to make us very, very beautiful. Who doesn't want a beautiful bride, right? <clears throat> Last time we were together, we talked about God making us beautiful by giving us a garland for our ashes. Remember that? Beauty for ashes. The garland signifies not only what makes one beautiful, but what makes one significant, valuable. Oh yeah, great worth. Ashes signify what is left after loss. So He'll take our ashes and He'll give us a garland of beauty. I hope you weren't bored hearing about that. Today, to continue to see how God makes us beautiful, we're going to see that He gives us a beautiful crown. Oh, a crown of beauty. It's a wonderful crown. It really is. Question. What is this crown, and how do I get it? We find it in Proverbs chapter 4. That's where we find this crown of beauty. Okay, Proverbs 4 actually gives us a glimpse into that answer. I want you to remember, the value of these passages is attested to by the fact that God decided to put them into His Word. And they're in His Word because He wants us to know them. So just the fact that they're in the Bible means that they're important to us. God has given them to us to help us. My job is to to explain the Scriptures, help you make application, but you get the benefit. My job is not to dazzle you. It's not to entertain you. It's just to explain God's Word. That's all. Here's what it says. So in Proverbs chapter 4, in verse 5, Here's what it says. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So it's like wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is saying, don't turn away from me. The word acquire, when it says acquire wisdom and acquire understanding, it means to procure. Get as a possession not to be given up. Go after this thing and don't give it up, okay? And what is wisdom? Wisdom means to be skillful. I would call it applied knowledge, okay? It's one thing to have knowledge, but if you don't apply it, the knowledge is kind of like fruitless. So wisdom is the applied knowledge that you know. Sadly, many Christians today stop at the accumulating of knowledge or Bible facts that's all they do they accumulate Bible facts but remember it must be translated into everyday life you gotta flesh it out right you take the Word of God you learn it and you live it you live out the scriptures Paul the Apostle Paul he gives a panoramic picture of what it looks like when divine truth uh oh is not translated into everyday life. And he gives us this picture when he wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. He said, For you are still fleshly, for since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? That means like unregenerate people. For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another says, I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? See, they weren't fleshing out the Scriptures. In verse 3, it was about divisions between the people. In verse 4, it was about divisions over teachers and teachings. They were all opinionated. Oh, who's the best teacher? Who sits unto the best teachings? Here was the problem. Their opinions were becoming their own truth. And Paul called them mere men. In other words, unspiritual. You guys are not living in the wisdom that you know. You've acquired the wisdom, but you're not living in it. It hasn't translated into your life. That's the whole point. The Christian life is not a collection of Bible facts. It's a transition into our life to make us more like Christ. So, okay, back to wisdom, verse 6. Do not forsake her. Oh, no. The word forsake, what does that mean? Abandon. Acquire wisdom and don't abandon her. Don't. And you know what the result will be if you don't abandon her? She will guard you. Oh. You know what our best protection is? Wisdom. Knowing how to act. Knowing what to say. Knowing what to do. Where to go. All right choices. Right choices are your best protection. And then it says, Love her, and she will watch over you. Love signifies, here it comes, a relationship. Now, what does a relationship mean? In order to have a relationship, you have to spend time together. Right? And a relationship means time spent together. So, Love her, have a relationship with wisdom. So you spend time with wisdom. You spend time with divine truth, the Word of God. And she'll guard you and watch over you and protect you. That's what it says. Love her, she will watch over you. So think about it now. Wisdom is on your side and wants the best for you. When we talk about wisdom, we're talking about the Word of God. The Word of God. Is for you and not against you it's on your side it wants you to live what Jesus called the abundant life so when wisdom begins to come into your soul and then you flesh it out in your life things will be good it doesn't mean they'll be without problems but even in spite of problems you know things can be good so we get to verse 7, and it's it's like a repeat of verse 5. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I like, where does wisdom begin? You gotta go get it. <laughs> That's where you get. You want wisdom? Yeah, go get it. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Yeah, don't forget understanding. <laughs> now, so we've got this verse and. The same verse in verse 5 and verse 7. If God says it twice, you think it's important? I say so. It's one of those verily, verilys without God saying verily, verily. He just repeated it. That means pay attention. This is really important because I said it twice. Verse 8. Prize her. She will She will exalt you. To exalt you means to raise you up promote you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Oh, see, Solomon's talking about having a relationship with the Word of God. It's like a love relationship. It's not a relationship, hey, how you doing? Oh, good, okay, see you later. No, when you know you have a love relationship with someone, you want to spend time with them. And you know you want the best for each other. So when you have a relationship with the Word of God, The Word of God wants the best for you. Think of the Word of God as God's gift to all of us. It is. It's God's gift. Sadly, there are so many people, they haven't opened the box yet. Still got the ribbon on the gift. That's no good. you got to take off the ribbon, open the box, and dive in. Esteem wisdom. Embrace her. See her as your lover. Then in verse 9, she will place, or oh, here it comes right now, she will place on your head a garland of grace, and she will present you with a crown of beauty. There it is, the crown of beauty. See, that garland showed up again, didn't it? <laughs> a garland for ashes, now she's going to put on your head a garland of grace and a crown of beauty. See, when you live in God's wisdom, she will give you two things. Number one, a garland of grace. What do we say about the garland? Oh, the garland finishes you off, right? The garland makes you significant, it adds beauty. And then she'll give you a crown of beauty. You know, I want you to really understand the value of the crown. Is there a more beautiful picture than of someone that is graceful and beautiful? You know, we've got people that can barely stand up straight. They haven't been taught etiquette. They haven't been taught manners. And then you've got those that are just a picture of grace. They just kind of glide. Smooth. Sophisticated. Now, when we talk about Grace and beauty. We're not talking about cosmetics. We're not talking about Mary Kay. Or, uh, nothing against Mary Kay, though I don't use it. But on whatever else is out there Maybelline, Chanel number no. five, I can try to think of some. No, we're talking about personhood, about the person. We're talking about the individual that has grace and wisdom. See, the crown of beauty is not in your head. It's in your soul. And then the beauty that's on the inside, oh, it works its way to the outside. So, do you think Solomon was right when he said in Proverbs 11.22, As a ring of gold and a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. (laughs) I didn't write it, Solomon did. You know, you can put a gold ring in a pig's nose. Still a pig, basically. What else do you think Solomon is getting at? It means that maybe a woman's beauty can be spoiled by her lack of discretion. You can spoil a beautiful ring by putting it on a, on a swine because the swine doesn't add to the beauty of the ring. But you know what? He also said in Proverbs 31, Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, Oh, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. When you fear the Lord, you reverence the Lord, you honor the Lord, you love the Lord. She will be praised. You know why? Everybody's going to love you. Because you have that garland of grace and that crown of beauty. Now, this is not to isolate the ladies. I never want to do that. You know, you could say, "I I have a proverb that I made up for the men. A man of great resources who doesn't help people is like a bridge that leads to nowhere. So men, you can you can be completely fruitless and you're like what? A waste. <laughs> what good is a bridge that leads to nowhere? No good. That's not good. You get, You get to the end, you either go off the bridge or you got to turn around and go back. What good is a man that has resources and doesn't use it to help people? You know what good he is? No good. He's no good. Not even good for nothing. Just no good. So, you know, it doesn't matter male, female, men or women, it doesn't matter. God offers wisdom to all of us, to everybody. And that wisdom will add grace to our lives. That wisdom will add beauty to our lives. And we as the bride of Christ, we should want to be graceful and beautiful. Oh yeah, we should. Because we'll be married to the Lord one day. So I think we can all agree that a crown does add to one's beauty. Right? The king and queen of a nation wear a crown. There's something very significant about that crown. It makes a statement that these are the most important people. They're the rulers of the nation. Even when a young lady wins a beauty pageant, What do they do? They put a crown on her head. Right? She's already beautiful, and now they, boom, put that crown, and she's even more beautiful. The queen of the high school prom, she gets a crown on her head. Right? And wasn't there a kind of butter? If you ate that butter, there's a crown on your head. Oh, there's a crown on your head. Remember that commercial? (laughs) I don't know if that one was biblical, though. I think that was just had to do with butter, some kind of butter. If you ate the butter, you got a crown on your head. We're not talking about getting a crown on your head by eating butter. No. We're talking about getting a crown on your head by embracing the wisdom of God, divine truth. And not only does God make us beautiful in Christ, but He even gives us opportunities to receive crowns to enhance our beauty. He does. We're already See, if you're in Christ, you're already beautiful. You're beautiful to God. But then God goes even further and he says, "I'm going to get you, give you an opportunity to get crowns to make you even more beautiful. And I'm going to show you four more crowns that can be yours if you so desire." Right? You've got the crown of beauty we talked about just by receiving and living in the wisdom of God. Okay, here's another one the crown of righteousness. This is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Here's what Paul said kind of getting to the end of his life. He's on the back nine, probably the last hole. He said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of of righteousness the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day so paul has all the confidence in the world that he's going to receive a crown of righteousness how did how did he know that how did he know so much stuff oh good question he got so much divine revelation from god it's not even funny i mean everything he wrote God gave him revelation. That's how he knew what to write. But not only did he say, I'm going to receive that on the last day, but he said also it will go to all who have loved his appearing. Anybody can get this crown of righteousness. This crown goes to those who remained faithful and kept their focus on Jesus. He stayed faithful. Let me tell you, I'll be honest. It can be challenging to stay faithful. Oh yeah! A lot of things come into our lives. A lot of things oppress us. A lot of things try to undo us, try to shake our faith. But if you can stay faithful, the crown of righteousness. Because faithfulness means, man, I can't wait to see Jesus. I can't wait. I can't wait to see my husband-to-be in eternity. And the crown of righteousness, if you have the right attitude, <sniffs> crown of righteousness, that is yours. Then there's the crown of life. James talked about that in James 1.12. Blessed is a man, of course, ladies too, they speak n- generally, okay? Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. This is a tough one to get. You know why? Because James said, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. You're going to go through some trials. Oh yeah, trials and tribulations. But when you have been approved, that means you've been tried. You think of, Think of a lot of the difficult things that come into our lives. Why are they there? To test our faith. Test your faith. Some hard things come through. Oh, yes, they do. Hard things. Things we never expected. Things we wished didn't happen. Some things we wouldn't even wish on anybody else. But they come through. But I want you to see how important it is to God to see our faith. Our faith is pleasing to God and he wants our faith to overcome the trials he does not he does not want our trials to succumb to conquer our faith he wants that try our faith to give us victory over the trials and when that happens boom the crown of life so this crown goes to those believers who continue to love the lord through their trials and tribulations oh that's right Times of loss, loss of health, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, loss of the things that we value, the things that we love. It happens. But I want you to see it as an opportunity to gain this crown. Gain this crown and bring glory to God. We have the unfading cl- crown <clears throat> of glory. Peter talked about this one, 1 Peter 5.2. He said, he saw, I'll just read it. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for selfish gain, but with eagerness, not as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory." So, we have a crown that goes to those who faithfully shepherd the flock of God. They do it because they love to do it, not because they're trying to get rich. They do it because they want their life to be an example to others, not because they want to become a celebrity, or they want to be put on a pedestal, or they want to be made the main focus. No, you're, they want to make Jesus Christ the main focus. That's how you know you're in a good church. They make Christ the focus. That's good. So, did you notice? Though salvation is unmerited, crowns are merited. Yeah. Salvation is a gift, but crowns are that which we earn. Jesus paid your way into heaven, but you earned your crown. You did. And I believe that crown that you receive and you can get more than one, makes you even more beautiful for your bridegroom, the Lord Jesus. God already made you beautiful when you get saved. And it gives you an opportunity to earn some crowns to be even... Oh, you're going to wear a crown on your wedding. Really? You're going to be more beautiful when you marry the Lord. I mean, come on. what? Like I said, what bride... Wouldn't want to do all she could to make herself beautiful for the one she's going to marry. I've done a lot of weddings. And I've never married a girl that came from a mud wrestling match right to the church. (laughs) No, Never happened. Not saying it won't happen, but I've never, never came in full of mud. Where is he? I'm ready. No, they always come in beautiful. Hair's all done. Fingernails, makeup beautiful dress, that's what they do. They do it for their husband. And what believer wouldn't want to do that for their groom to be the Lord Jesus? So what is this crown of beauty then we're talking about today? It's the reward of wisdom. How do I get it? I acquire, embrace, esteem, and live my life every day And this divine wisdom. Wisdom has its own reward. And you know what that is? A wonderfully fulfilled life. It does. When you get wisdom, you don't even need to look. Wisdom is the reward. Because it teaches you everything you need to know about how to live. Everything. And it teaches you how to earn more crowns so you can be even more beautiful. Next time we're together, we're going to talk about something else that's beautiful. You know what it is? Feet. Feet. You know, you can have beautiful feet. (laughs) Somebody's saying, yeah, man, I could use some beautiful feet. (laughs) We're going to show you how to have beautiful feet in the eyes of God. We're going to do that. It's so incredible. And it's really a wonderful thing to do that. So I want to thank you for coming along today. Hey, I want to remind you also, you know what? The Academy of Higher Learning at New Hope Christian Church is opening this September. That's right, grades K-12, through starting our Christian school. Interested? You know someone someone that has children that wants them to have a Christian education? Contact us. Go to our website, newhopecc.tv. Click on Academy of Higher Learning, The info is there, you can send us an email. We'd love to get back to you. I'll tell you what, we've got to protect the children. And this is why we're starting a Christian Academy, to protect the children, they are so important. They're important to God, and they're important to you, they're important to all of us. So don't forget about the Academy, man. It's going to be a great school. Oh, yes, it is. All Christian teachers that the Word of God Pledge to the flag. Americanism, patriotism is taught. Yeah, man. Got to rescue them from this downward spiral at this country. Not seems to be in, is in. Really is. Okay? Hey, join the Hope Club. Get a daily devotional every day. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click giving, e-giving. Use a radio fund, fill out the info, hit submit. I'll send you a devotional every day. Three bucks a week keeps us on the radio, and it keeps you getting the devotionals. Thank you for coming along. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.